0: Welcome back to just chatting. My name is Mopgarn and I'm your host on this week's episode. On this week, I don't really have a specific news article that I want to share with you guys, but it's August and I think it's important to be outside in the summer. <laughs> you know, there's kind of the whole joke with the uh, streamers and gamers, and many people that are like, ooh, sunshine, hiss, and like. Oh, yeah, I was up until 6 a.m. this morning, woke up at 7 p.m. I know it's kind of a joke, but being outside and getting sun is actually a very, very important thing. And I don't know where you live, but in Canada, we only get summer for, I don't know, three, four months out of the year, and the rest is gloomy and gross and snowy. So I'm going to be a little bit preachy here and tell you, hey, you should get outside. Listen to this podcast while you're going for a walk. Listen to this podcast while you're sitting on a dock. Listen to your podcast while you're going for a swim. Listen to your podcast while you're going for a run with him. (laughs) Anyway, um, in all seriousness, I found an article from harvard.edu talking about the importance of going outside and children but this goes for everybody. Um, six things that are really important that you get from going outside. You get sunshine. I feel like this is a big kind of a known thing. Talked about it on the week with Pyre. Vitamin D is so important to our bodies. Here it says, it plays a crucial role in many body processes from bone development to our immune system, also in our mood. So apparently you should be getting some sunshine every day. So get outside. Also, exercise. A lot of the time when you're outside, you know, you're going for a walk, playing ball, going for a bike ride, going for a swim. Exercise, I mean, there's no argument there, is important. It helps our executive functions. The skills that help us plan, prioritize, troubleshoot, negotiate, and multitask, which are very crucial for our success. So obviously, you know, staring at a screen is great. It's fun but those things are also very important. They put number four as taking risks. So it's important for us to go out and take risks. You know, get out of your bubble, go do something that you're not comfortable with. Go on a new hiking trail, go do a new, I don't know, cool thing that you've maybe always wanted to do. Go rock climbing, stuff like that. Good things. Um, Socialization is number five. Very important to get out and actually talk to real people, whether that's just going, you know, out to get some food, talk to a server, anything like that. Here it says you need to learn how to work together, how to share, cooperate, and treat people like people, which I feel like if you're an adult, you should probably already know, but you know, good stuff, good stuff. And lastly, number six, an appreciation of nature. And I think a lot of that has not died in our time these days but i do think it's really important to get out and you know stop to smell the flowers to be lame but um (laughs) yeah but anyway thank you for letting me preach for a little bit um i do find being outside getting some sunshine really changes my mood so i just you know want to be the the voice that hopefully pushes you a little bit to go and do that. But anyway, I am so incredibly excited for our interview for this week. You guys know him, the Rob Logan. He does all of the editing for the podcast. He does the uploading for the podcast. He's created a whole geek generation of interviews with tons of famous people in varying degrees. And he's just an incredible person so without further ado enjoy the interview i am sitting here with batman himself the infamous voice the rob logan the geek generation hello rob
1: the infamous hi how are you (laughs) good
0: how are you i like
1: being introduced as
0: Batman. (laughs) (laughs) i've had
1: three different three different maybe four different batman voice actors tell me that i should be voicing batman that's
0: amazing
1: which would be a dream for me for the
0: animated series i guess
1: yeah for like anything animated movies whatever cool
0: imagine they did like an into the spider verse but like into the batman verse and you were him
1: don't tease me with such (laughs) things
0: (laughs) that would be amazing it really, yeah, was everyone would love it, <laughs> so why don't you uh introduce yourself and uh talk a bit about your stream?
1: sure, uh, so I'm Rob Logan, like you said, I use my whole name, yeah, but even though that's not the name of my channel, <laughs> which is uh the Geek generation, I've been streaming for four years now, yeah, but I've been in entertainment for probably close to fourteen, yeah, wow between all the different things that i've done prior to streaming
0: crazy yeah so rob is the editor for this podcast so all the amazing sound you get in your ears right now is uh rob's doing so (laughs) big claps to him um and he's also the one that has made the geek generation which is the organizer i don't uh What would you call yourself? Founder,
1: organizer, I guess, yeah, of the network. Yeah,
0: maker of the network. So how did you uh, start the geek generation? How was that kind of uh, thing that came up?
1: Oh, yeah. Back in like 2009, uh, I had been a teacher for a couple years, and the position that I had just got eliminated due to budget cuts. Oh, no. So all of a sudden, I found myself without a job, and I was on unemployment for a little while while I was looking for a new job. And I'm not the type of person to just like sit there and do nothing. Mm -hmm. So even though I was job hunting, I was like, I need something else to do in the meantime, just to feel productive and do something that I care about. Right. So I started up the website. Uh, At first, it was like writing three articles a day and just pushing content out there in hopes of getting traffic. Cool. And then about six months in, I was like, I want to do a podcast. Because my entire life, people have been stopping me on the street, strangers, being like, you should be on the radio.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And it's weird how often it happens. (laughs)
0: Yeah. You're like doing groceries. You're like, stop. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. It goes back. uh, My mom always tells a story. When I was still short enough to be sitting in like the grocery cart, Mm -hmm. like in that seat, People would comment about how deep my voice was when I was that little. Mm -hmm.
0: That's crazy. Even like like pre-puberty, I assume, yeah?
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: That's nuts.
1: Yeah, so it's been a lifelong thing. So I was like, hey, I'm going to use it. I always have a lot of stuff to talk about. And really, I just want someone to hear my opinions. (laughs) It's really the thing that you... (laughs) Should start podcasting for like a lot of people want a podcast, just a podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's not really sustainable. Right. You should totally podcast if you have something to say.
0: Oh, well, I don't have much to say. So, oops. <laughs> 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 sure that's you funny. do.
1: And you're extracting information from others. Yeah,
0: as well. yeah. Well, that's kind of the same reason why I wanted to podcast, because everyone says the same to me. They're like, you have a cool voice. You should read children's stories. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know about copyrights, so I'll just podcast. (laughs) Seems easier. (laughs) And then so you managed to get into all these cons and stuff with press badges and stuff. How did that kind of become a thing?
1: That happened just from I knew that I had to have a certain amount of content behind me before I could even start applying to be press. I had to have some sort of a presence that made it seem like I was legitimate. (laughs) It is the whole fake it till you make it kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Like no one, no one said I was press all of a sudden. There's nothing that I applied for that gave me like a press certificate. I just had to show that I was putting out enough content where when I applied to a convention, they were like, okay, that looks good. You can come as press.
0: Ah. And
1: then that just kind of snowballs.
0: Right. And then the bigger people you meet and interview, the bigger Mm -hmm. cons you can go to. Interesting. That's really cool. And they, so you get, they give you a badge for it, but I assume you pay your way there and everything, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would pay my lodging and travel, but the badge is usually the free part. Ah,
0: that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember being like, wow, this guy is streaming, but has met like all these uh, big people. It's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's convenient too, because if you are becoming a content creator, it gives you access to different things because not only do you get access to the con itself. But your email gets added to a list of press contacts. Mm. So I'm constantly getting emails with like, hey, do you want to interview this person or do you want to play this game or do you want this product to review or and I don't have time for all of it. Yeah, obviously. And some of it is just like kind of a a mass throwing out the net. And I've applied for things and never heard back because I'm just not as big of an outlet. Right. But at least you're getting. You're, you're seeing the things that you wouldn't normally see, the opportunities you wouldn't normally. That
0: makes sense. That's cool. Do you still get nervous at all interviewing people or is it pretty chill? All the time. Yeah?
1: All the time. Yeah. So cool. I feel like nerves are a tool. In what way? Like people get people get anxious and people get afraid. If I wasn't nervous to do something, that's my indication to me that I don't care about it.
0: Uh yeah. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's
0: A good way to look at it.
1: So, and if I don't care about it, it's probably not something I should be doing. Yeah. So that's yeah. like a lesson for later.
0: That totally makes sense. Is there any like interviews you've ever just fully whiffed where you're just like, oh man, <laughs> could have gone a lot better.
1: Um yeah. There's like little mistakes. I've never thought like a whole interview right. was not great, but I've definitely made dumb mistakes. Like I was interviewing the cast of Scorpion that used to be on CBS. Okay. And I kept Saying, can't wait for a season four. And the next season was season three. Oh, no. <laughs> I just like to think I was being optimistic. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we know we're getting signed for another season. So <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: That's really funny. Who who do you think is the coolest person that you've ever interviewed?
1: Oh, man.
0: You've done so many now.
1: Coolest. I know I've, I've probably interviewed over. I know I've interviewed over 100 people wow. at this point. Um, I will tell you who the nicest person is. Oh, yeah. Will Friedle.
0: I don't think i, I know, don't know who that you know is who
1: that no is. have you watched boy meets world
0: no i never got into that i don't know oh, why Okay,
1: he plays the older brother eric matthews on boy meets world okay. and he does the voice of the main character in the batman beyond cartoon
0: oh okay that's cool
1: and he continues to do a lot of voice work these days but right. he i interviewed him at one san diego comic-con and then the next year when i went back he remembered me my name
0: wow
1: Which had never happened before.
0: Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah. That must have felt really special.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it did. Like, whoa, that's, you didn't have to, or I didn't even know you would like care that much to put the thought into memorizing a name or whatever. Yeah,
0: or a face. That's, that's actually really crazy. That says a lot about a person, I think that, you know, they actually (laughs) remember people instead of just being like, oh, another interview. This is so you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some of it happens where you do an interview so fast, like these are four or five minute interviews tops, right? And then you're done and they move down the line to another person. They get interviewed literally by like probably 15 people in a row. Mm -hmm. So they're just ready to answer questions and they don't, they barely have time to say hi and meet you. But every now and then sometimes the line slows down, you turn off the cameras, you shut down the mics and you have a real conversation with the person while you're waiting for like moving down yeah and usually when i'm interviewing voice actors that's kind of what happens and those are the times where i really get to talk to people and it was one of those instances so i got to talk with him for probably like five or ten minutes off camera nice he's super super nice guy that's
0: so cool yeah i wonder if he especially remembered you because he's like hey i'm in batman and you should be in batman (laughs) 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 i could see that for sure so what made you want to start the podcast network? Because I know this podcast was kind of the one of the flagship podcasts. I don't know if that's the right mm-hmm. term, but um yeah. yeah, what kind of I know it was always a dream of yours, so
1: Yeah. I mean when I started the name of everything itself was kind of showing my intent from the beginning. Like I didn't call it the Rob Show.
0: <laughs> right, yeah.
1: I called it the geek generation. I wanted it always to be a group of content creators that were all kind of doing their own thing, but under the same umbrella, Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: I've always had the mentality that it's a lot easier to do things as a team than it is to, like, try and struggle on your own. And if you can have support and backup and plus, who doesn't want to do cool stuff with their friends? Like,
2: yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: it's always more fun to do that stuff with your friends. Mm -hmm. So calling it the generation was like a way of saying, Hey, there's going to be other people here. And we had multiple writers on the site. We still do like different people, write reviews and things like that. But when I started podcasting, there was a group of us that were kind of like the core group for the podcast. And I always wanted other people to be like, Hey, I want to do a podcast as well. And it's kind of like in the same topic range as what you're doing. And we could group those together and, that was kind of the idea from the beginning, right. which is why even a while back, I had started a second podcast just to be like, hey, now there's two. It's not quite a network yet, but it's two things that have the same name on them. So maybe other people will look at that and say, hey, let's group more together and just kind of keep going. So we have six right now, which is amazing. And I would love to have wow. even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I know PB has one, Pumpkinberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie Peter has one. Yep. And Then you have two. I have three. You have three. Okay. Yeah. Who are the? <laughs> so,
1: so I do the Geek Generation right. uh, with my like IRL friends for the most part. Cool. Uh, I do Random Movie Club with different guests, which is yeah. They all come. You've done an episode of Random yeah, Movie
0: Yeah, yeah, it was fun.
1: Uh, so different people come on. We talk about a movie. Um, myself and Katie co-host Quantum Drive, which is an episode by episode rewatch of the Orville. Oh yeah, a sci-fi show. Yeah, yeah pb and i am brandon host leaving normal which is a roswell episode by episode rewatch of the original original roswell right i remember
0: her saying that she'd always dreamed of doing that so i'm so glad that they actually said it it. was like
1: three years in the making yeah
0: that's amazing
1: and then booster greg does adapt this which is talking about comic books and the animated movies that get adapted from those storylines and like comparing and contrasting
0: cool yeah that's awesome I need to listen to more podcasts I'm I'm really bad at it because I I only really listen when I'm driving Mm. and because I work from home I don't often drive places (laughs) (laughs) so when I do you know I usually listen to this podcast because I'm like I want to see ways to improve and what I like and don't like so Mm -hmm. that's really and I tried cooking once and then my Like cooking started sizzling loud and then I couldn't hear very well. So then I turned it up and then I was like, my neighbors are going to hear me like talking. And (laughs) I just—I don't know. I felt weird. So I just never listen at home.
1: Headphones. You just got to get the headphones going. Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) That's a good idea, actually. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so maybe I'll get better because I do want to listen to all those people's podcasts because it's great. There's just so much going on.
1: It's tough. There's a lot to keep up with. I mean, I've I've fallen off of some of the stuff I used to regularly listen to because mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm going to be running all this, then I should be listening to everything.
0: Right. Yeah. On the
1: network. So I do just to kind of keep wraps on it.
0: That's fair. And do you edit all of them?
1: No, no. Okay. Uh, right now I edit this one, my three and I edit an off network podcast as well.
0: OK. Yeah. Because that would be a lot. <laughs> yeah. To do a lot of listening like i guess it's not just listening too it's like very analytically listening i guess mm-hmm. yeah it sounds very tiring
1: <laughs> <laughs> it can be but it's it's not bad yeah
0: and you do some um some fun things with your stream too like you do wheel of geek gen which i think you haven't done for a while
1: it's probably been like 6 months yeah
0: yeah but you do all sorts of cool stuff do you want to talk about those a little bit
1: yeah um so I, I kind of started streaming like everyone else does and just like loading up a game and playing. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just quickly found that that's not where I'm doing my best work. Right. I often say that I am a stand up and not an improv comedian. Okay. Because I feel like streaming and live entertainment is more like improv comedy where you're doing things on the fly and coming up with stuff.
0: Right.
2: Whereas
1: a stand-up would write their act beforehand, hone it, and then take it on stage and give you like a produced, finished product. Right. That's yeah. more my mentality for content creation.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. That's a really good comparison as well. I yeah. never really thought about that.
1: Well, I was a stand up for a while too. So Oh, was- were you? <laughs> yeah. You've done I did stand up in Boston for like a year. Cool. But I never I never got like the hang of improv comedy. And that's kind of why that's just the way my brain works. Mm -hmm. So I like produced content, but I still like the live aspect of Twitch. So Wheel of Geek Gen was like best of both worlds, in my opinion, where like I was doing a lot of pre-production work and then taking what I produced with a live group to still make it exciting and anything could kind of happen still. And then produce like a, a show i like experimenting and just doing like random weird stuff
0: yeah that's cool that's really fun i'm glad that you did wheel of geek Junk, because i don't think we would have ever met otherwise i i think
1: it was so it it, it ended up being like a 2 prong thing and and people i feel like people pull away from you as soon as you start talking about business in line with twitch yeah because everyone all the viewers are like I just want everyone to be friends and I want people to play games because it's fun. But there's this business side of Twitch that nobody wants to talk about because it's like the
0: yeah <laughs> off
1: limits thing that you don't speak of. And I don't know why I don't like that mentality. Yeah. Because I started streaming for a business reason. I honestly yeah. started streaming because I wanted people to listen to the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if it's your full time job, it's your business. Like I'm literally yeah. a registered business with the government. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: But as soon as you start talking about business stuff, people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you trying to do? Make money on this thing? Be like, whoa, I got to pay the bills. Yeah. So yeah, kind of.
0: Yeah. There's subs for a reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So wheel was great for multiple reasons. One, I brought in all this hosting experience with me and I was like, I want to get better as a host and hosting live stuff would be great experience. Right. And then on top of that, I get to network. Oh no, the dreaded network word. <laughs> but I get to meet all these streamers that I have a hard time just like hanging out in streams and trying to meet people that way. Yeah. But if I can just have a direct line to those people and say, Hey, like, let's make something cool and have fun together. Yeah. People are a lot more open to that. And I have I have a better time with it. I think they have a better time with it. So why not?
0: No, I think that's such a good point. Cause like you can't just go into someone's stream and be like, hey, Let's be friends because like me, I have a wall put up and I'm like, this person wants to like mm-hmm. mooch off of me sort of thing. And so I think that way it's just like, hey, we're having this fun thing and it, it is fun. And like I got to meet other streamers through that as well. Like I think I met SK on Silent mm-hmm. Night on one of yours. Um,
2: Nerd
1: Logic.
0: Nerd Logic. Yeah, I met him through there.
1: El Dirty Squirrel. Yeah. I know it was on with you. For yeah,
0: one. yeah. And I think I got closer with Todd as well when she was like organizing all that stuff too. So like, yeah. that's, I love it. I I have zero complaints and it's something <laughs> different. Like I, I love, I think when we recorded our podcast, you were like, I love having time to sit down for an hour and just chat with someone. Cause how often do mm-hmm. you do that? And so we never do that on stream. You just talk to a screen the whole time. So it's nice to have someone else like chatting and reciprocating what you're saying. And Wheel of Gichen was, like, awesome for that because interaction is nice. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: I like it, too, not even just because of what the viewers get to see, but, like, when we are taking our intermission or, like, when the show ends, those are some of my favorite moments of the stream, even though that's not what the viewers get to see. Mm -hmm. Because then all the streamers that are on the show just get to, like, hang out and talk.
0: Yeah, yeah. So true. And that's, like, the
1: real bonding time.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we chatted for after one of them when Keontae and Pyre was on it. Mm-hmm. And I think fair. Were there four people or three? There's always
1: there's always three, but the, you've been on multiple okay. shows. So I don't even remember. Yeah, the combinations yeah. But left.
0: anyway, there were a bunch of us and uh, we just, I think, hung out for like over an hour after. Yeah. And eventually, yeah. I was like, guys, I got to I got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go <laughs> or we'll be here all night. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. That's a. Uh, a good point. They're very enjoyable. But I imagine now it's like there's just too much going on for you, right? To keep it up.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of got put on the back shelf. I am retooling it a little bit. There are things that I want to add to it. I'm not necessarily done with it mm-hmm. by any means, but I don't even get to stream as much as I would like to these days just because the podcasts have kind of taken over, Yeah, which is fine. I prefer podcasting mm-hmm. over streaming. I do love streaming still and still love doing it. Yeah, given the option, I would podcast.
0: Yeah. So you're still a teacher during the year. I am. And school's out for the summer. So good. So So you you probably have a lot more time now to work on stuff that you actually want to do with the network and stuff, right?
1: For the most part. Yeah, I do have more time. It's a little harder to structure your time. Like I know I'm sure you run into this all the time because you make your own schedule Mm -hmm. when you don't have a structure. Sometimes it's easy to say, I don't want to do the work right now Yeah, and do something fun. And that does become challenging. But yeah, Yeah. so so I lose that structure and I do have to, like, kind of remind myself how to be a freelance person, too, because I run a freelance business on top of everything as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, I do photography and like media production and all that stuff. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're a busy dude. I can't imagine. I, like, get overwhelmed with, like, one project. Like, I'm like, oh, I got to, I only have one (laughs) podcast recorded right now. I got to, like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed and overwhelmed and I got to find people and (laughs) I got to find the time. Like, I can't imagine. It's
1: all organization, really. Mm -hmm. If you can get the organization part down, then the rest is a lot easier, I think. Like, I really keep, I run, like, a Meister task and I have documents and alerts that pop up from Outlook and...
0: That's good. That
1: way I don't have to remember everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you do, speaking of organization, I know you're saying you do a lot of like meal prepping as well, Mm. which uh, I love the topic of eating healthy because I love food, (laughs) but I don't always eat healthy (laughs) because I'm uh, a lazy cook. So what sort of stuff do you often make for meal prep stuff?
1: My meals are always super healthy for the most part. Because I like junk food so much. And that's yeah. <laughs> that's my biggest problem. Like, I'm, I, I have such a sweet tooth and I love chocolate. So if I make sure that my meals remain healthy, I at least maintain weight <laughs> instead of just keep gaining. Um, but like I'll do for breakfast, I'll do like egg cups that are literally like I'll take a dozen eggs and mix them all together and throw like some spices in there with like tomatoes and spinach and a little bit of cheese for flavor
0: Sounds and you so can good.
1: bake that and that lasts for like six days if you have two for every breakfast wow and it takes like less than a half hour to do that
0: also those are like if you go to like a coffee chain or something those cost like mm-hmm. five dollars for two of them really so yeah you're saving so much money
1: <laughs> yeah that's it yeah i don't go out to eat a lot and i don't order food a lot mm-hmm. which is i i don't know how much other people do that but it seems like it's a lot more than i think it is i
0: do it too often there's yeah. um a bunch of condos now downtown toronto that don't even have proper kitchens they have like a two stove and like a mini fridge sort of thing mm-hmm. and like a half dishwasher because the culture there is like always going out to eat now wow. and nobody cooks so nobody wants the room of like where kitchens wasting space in their condo basically so it's uh it's a crazy thing
1: see i like cooking too much
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's the other thing i guess i'm lucky in that sense yeah although i still feel like some people are like i don't want to cook because i'm too lazy and i feel like going out and getting food is more effort
0: yeah it usually is
1: <laughs> like i'll I'll have my dinner faster if i just stay home and cook
0: yeah i think it's the effort of going to get groceries maybe. And then coming back, and then because you're so hungry when you're doing groceries, you end up buying ice cream <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. And like toaster strudels and all that junk. Yeah. Yeah, but um I don't know. I've I've gotten real bad at it. I was actually buying those meal boxes for a while that like come with all the meat and veggies and everything you need. Yeah. And I thought those were really good cuz it cuts out the going to the grocery store part and then you just and cook the portioning and yeah so that was really good because i live alone and like if i cook you have a roommate
1: no no okay. no i
0: live alone yeah so like i find if i go and i buy ground turkey or something it's a lot of ground turkey for one person yeah yeah i don't i don't need all that so i don't know it's tough
1: see i'll i'll go get like I eat a lot, uh, (laughs) but I'll get like, I'll get like three chicken breasts and like a one pound thing of like chicken thighs and throw that all in a slow cooker, like six hours. And then I pull it and I have pulled chicken that I can have for like every lunch and dinner throughout the week, but I don't season it in the slow cooker. So that way I can add things as I want them for different meals. So I have variety that way.
0: Oh, that's so smart.
1: So you
0: can like have different chicken.
1: Yeah. And I don't really get sick of chicken.
0: Yeah, right? I am so paranoid about like meat not being cooked because I was vegetarian for a really long time and now I'm just like scared of it. So I Mm. would cook it so long that I wouldn't be able to pull it because it would be like just all stuck and so cooked (laughs) and so funny.
1: I can give you all the tips that you'll never have that problem. (laughs) Perfect.
0: (laughs) You do um, baking and cooking streams, too, right?
1: I do. Are you still
0: doing those?
1: I haven't done as much, and that's mostly just because of my hardware. Uh, My laptop, I feel, is slowing down. So mm. I'm still going to do them here and there. I actually have to cook for an event this month, later this month. Nice. So I'll probably do cupcakes or something like that. But baking is like my relaxing thing.
0: Mm -hmm. It is so relaxing. I have the problem again where I have no self-control. So I'm if I make a dozen cupcakes, like those cupcakes will be gone in 24 hours.
1: <laughs>
0: so that's not good. <laughs>
1: yeah, I have that problem too, which is why if I make a big batch, I usually have to give them away. Like I have, I keep uh, portable. You've seen them, <laughs> the portable cupcakes and containers yeah. that I have. Um, I have just a box of plastic cupcake containers that I'll make a big batch usually for like an event that I'm hosting. And then afterwards, I'll take out the container and say, everyone take what you want. Get them out of here. <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So Rob came to visit and I had the pleasure of meeting him and he brought three different cu- types of cupcakes. Yeah. And oh my God, they were so good. And they were vegan, right? because mm-hmm. you made them for our vegan friend and uh they didn't taste vegan they were just amazing
1: <laughs> i was surprised too it was the first time i made vegan cupcakes yeah so it was
0: no they were great and i don't like oreos but those oreo cupcakes were yeah i'm doing the okay hand sign right now <laughs> 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 they were real good <laughs> yeah i actually need to do a cooking stream as well i promised uh like three years ago during a subathon but I don't have the hardware to do it, so I'm just like, well, sorry. You just
1: need a hot plate or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I guess I could make like guacamole in my stream room and be like, there you go. <laughs> Cooking's done.
1: <laughs> just get an animated gif of like someone stirring a bowl and be like, That's totally me. Yeah. I'm showing you footage of when I did that. Yes.
0: Live, live recorded video. That's not live.
1: Never ending mac and cheese stirring.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just make craft dinner. Combine it on screen.
1: You've fulfilled your obligation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's actually a good idea. It's like a me level troll that something I would do.
1: (laughs) Honestly, for a while I was doing cooking streams just to get my meal prep done and have it be productive at the same time.
0: That's actually such a good idea. That's what I love about just dance. Mm. Is like I can get exercise, but also work my job at the same time
1: (laughs) yeah i don't have the guts for just dance honestly
0: you just gotta make a fool of yourself i don't know because you play just dance right like by yourself i
1: do occasionally on my own yeah yeah
0: i just you know i feel like there's a mutual understanding that i'm not a great dancer and you're not here (laughs) to watch great dancing and uh yeah
1: (laughs) I still owe my stream a workout stream that was from a charity event that we did in November, and I haven't done it yet because I'm embarrassed to do the workout stream until I'm in better shape.
0: Oh, no. So you're like, we're just waiting. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm like, I'm going to get a little better shape first so it looks like I can actually lift some stuff and then we'll do it. That's funny.
0: You could also do like a troll stream for that. Just You should get like a five pound weight and then put like metal like put tinfoil around it and like puffy stuff and then draw like (laughs) 70 on it like you know it'll make you look really buff
1: i'll just play games at my computer with a shake weight and be like i'm totally working out
0: (laughs) that's a really good idea
1: (laughs) i love troll streams i think that that, see that's the kind of experimentation that i like i like when people think outside the box and Mm -hmm. do really crazy stuff so like when they introduced The IRL uh, category like way back when I thought it was ridiculous. And I I trolled it right away (laughs) by doing a six hour stream of just a bowl of Sour Patch Kids.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Because they said that you had to have you had to have conversation and you had to have people or a person on stream. So I got a bowl of Sour Patch Kids (laughs) while I played the podcast and it became a weird social experiment where I had like. At first, people came in like, what is this? Like, nothing's (laughs) happening. It's a bowl of Sour Patch Kids. And then I started having fun with it. And, like, I would sneak my hand in while I was playing the Jaws music.
2: Mm -hmm. And then
1: quickly grab one out of the bowl. And people would freak out. And I'd only do it, like, once every 20 minutes. Oh, my God,
0: there's a hand.
1: (laughs) But people kept watching to see, like, what was going to happen next. And then all of a sudden, they started demanding I kill them. Oh, my God. So I started, like, pulling them and stretching them like a... Like a torture rack, and they would freak out and chat, <laughs> and then they started dividing up by colors and demanding the death of other colors. It was this weird, That's like amazing. crazy social experiment that took itself over, and it was. It's still one of my favorite streams I've ever done.
0: That's hilarious, man! Twitch chat is something else.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I love it. That's like um, it reminds me my ex boyfriend lived on a golf course, and he had mm. like a. For his like pre stream and end stream, he had a webcam out his window onto the golf course because that was a nice view. But every yeah. once in a while, there would be like people golfing, or there would be a man like mowing the lawn, and his whole chat would just go crazy, being like, "Oh my god, lawnmower! Wave to the camera, lawnmower!" And everyone would get so excited, and it's like it's it's literally a man mowing a lawn, but yeah. everyone <laughs> everyone was uh, real pumped i don't know it's
1: weird how sometimes and and it's about it's about being smart versus like being the hardest worker necessarily all the time because a good idea can trump like any amount of effort you do into something mm-hmm. like that that sour patch kid stream was such low effort <laughs> but it was so outside of the box that like i got tons of viewers on it it was crazy i couldn't believe it it was yeah. probably the most i'd ever had at that point
0: that's amazing yeah, well, look at um, Twitch Plays Pokemon. Yeah. Like, they literally just threw up, I don't know, whatever coding or whatever, and they got thousands and thousands of views of people just typing, what was it, up and down or whatever.
1: I think that was honestly the stream that made me aware of Twitch.
0: Yeah, actually, same, same here. I like kind of knew about it, but that was the first one where I was like, Hey, this is like yeah. cool. Me and my friend sat down for like half an hour and just watched that before I started streaming. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot about that until now. I always say it was uh Summit one G, but it might have been that. It's all foggy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that and then my uh my IRL friend Squalls was streaming. I didn't know I don't know how long she had been streaming, but I think she was still fairly new to it too. Right. So I picked her brain all about it a little bit, too. Yeah, and then,
0: you started together. Yeah. That's cool. Actually, I had a friend, Wickham, who had streamed a little bit, and he, like, got everything all set up for me. And, yeah, kind of the same thing. That's awesome. Do you have any questions for me? Like, before we started, you were like, I don't want to just interview you. <laughs> but if you have anything that you want to, like, yeah, discuss. Yeah, I
1: mean you had talked a lot about like what got you started in streaming and stuff before uh as like your first episode. Yeah. You did the, the Just Mop one, but I'm I'm curious since now, I don't know what number this is, like probably 8 or 9. Yeah. the show, but I'm curious what you think of podcasting now that you've been a part of the process for a few months.
0: Um I like it. I mean, I feel like it's like starting up on twitch again Mm because it's like a different platform you know so it's it's a slow growing uh kind of thing and i'm so bad at like marketing myself that (laughs) i uh you know it's hard for me to be like hey everyone go check out my podcast because i'm like hey i don't know maybe you'll like this thing i do i kind of just talk about nothing so you probably won't like it (laughs) (laughs) i'm like the worst at doing that so i mean that's good but i really enjoy it like i've spoken to so many cool people and like we said it's cool to just sit down for an hour and just talk to someone Mm -hmm. and uh yeah we usually do the before and after like have a little chat kind of thing and yeah it's cool to pick people's brains about stuff because a lot of the time streamers don't discuss like you said business Mm -hmm. and uh I think it's interesting sitting down with people and kind of talking more openly about that.
1: There's something nice about having a conversation where there's not people listening to us right now. Like, I know people are going to listen later, Mm -hmm. but like, we're just having a conversation right now. And I feel like that has a totally different vibe than when you have a live audience.
0: Yeah, it's a lot more chill and a lot more pressure. (laughs) You think so? um oh sorry like uh sorry less pressure oh okay not more pressure yeah yeah, yeah I think like like if I say something stupid I can just be like hey Rob please edit that out which <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever done yet no luckily no but yeah but the availability is there
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there is a safety net for sure
0: mm-hmm. yeah which like I don't think I normally say anything like bad to begin with but Sometimes my brain just doesn't work so well. So, <laughs> especially because I normally record these right after I finish streaming, and mm-hmm. uh, I really find streaming six and a half, seven hours a day, my brain at the end of the day is just like gone.
1: Same. I'm surprised you're able to do these right after stream.
0: Yeah, I I don't know.
1: I'm a hard <laughs> like worker. Three it. hours of streaming, I'm done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just used to it now. Okay. like uh, the 12 hour streams I do, everyone's because I do one once a month. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you're doing a 12 hour stream. That's crazy. And I'm like, honestly, it it doesn't affect me.
1: (laughs) So here's a question then, Uh, because of all the you you have you put in long days when you're streaming usually on for like seven ish hours. Yeah,
0: six and a half is like my day and then I normally go over. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: so when when you're streaming, do you feel like because I get this, like a generalized anxiety while you're live, like the entire time almost.
0: Yeah, it's, I don't know if it's as much anxiety. I feel like my brain is just always in a million places at once.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I can't focus on anything properly. Mm. And then like, if I see, I guess, anxious in the way that like, I want to do everything at the same time. Well, so like, if I see the chat moving, I'm like, Oh, I want to make sure that I like, don't miss things people are saying to me,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: I'm also trying to clutch in like counter strike right now. And I'm like trying to list off the two subs I just got. And like someone just followed and, oh my God, I just like spilled my coffee cause I'm a klutz. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's just always a lot going on at once, but that's fine. Kind of that feel, pressure being live. Yeah. yeah. You feel anxious when you're live?
1: I do. Yeah. Almost all the time. And that's, Depending on, on what I'm doing, like when I'm and it's again kind of the idea of like I'm a stand up, not an improv right. is because when I'm live, I am having to think and create content on the fly all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a, a general anxiety of why is nobody talking to me right now or why are there not more people in here or yeah. I need to be more entertaining. And I'm constantly evaluating myself while I'm streaming.
0: It's the worst feeling. Eh?
1: It, it's tough. Yeah.
0: Do you keep your numbers up?
1: No, okay, no, good. no. I used to, but I don't yeah. anymore. I haven't for a while.
0: That's made me feel so much better. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but one of the reasons I like produce content is because there's a plan. Like, even if nobody shows up for this stream, I know what I'm doing.
0: Right? Yeah, that totally makes sense. It's hard. Like, I've been so lucky with having a community that's just really chatty all the time. So, like, I. I haven't had to deal much with, like, the lulls in conversation. Mm
2: -hmm. I think
0: you do pretty well. Like, we raided you the other night, and you were playing South Park. And you were just chatting yourself and laughing and having a good time. And I think that that's, like, the most important thing to do. Like, just enjoy the game, and then people will enjoy it along. Like, you know, I I lurk a lot because I'm always doing other stuff Mm -hmm, in, like, Discord or whatever else. So I feel bad because I'm like, I want to be chatting, but, like... I think as long as you're having fun, like I was having a lot of fun just listening to you, like laughing at South Park because mm-hmm. that game is amazing. But I think that's the main important thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have a weird thing where people have literally told me like, oh, I find your voice so relaxing that I just want to lurk. Yeah. And listen,
0: I get that. But too. <laughs> then I'm
1: like, and these are people that are generally active in other places. I'm like, I love lurkers. Don't get me wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> But I love it when people participate even more.
0: Yeah. And I think the thing, too, is like, I want to talk to you and I want to get to know you. Mm. Yeah. And I think probably with you being an interviewer, you probably want to, like, you know, get to know them.
1: (laughs) I do. Yeah. I want to talk to the people in chat. I I feel like. It is easier to have, uh, I mean, it probably is, this part. This isn't saying anything crazy, it's probably easier to have a very active chat, even if you can't keep up with it, mm-hmm. just because it's again, creating that safety net, it's giving you things to talk about, if you're a streamer that has to go on and be like, oh, I have to remember what I did today, so that I can tell people what I did today, so that I have something to talk about, because mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's going to say anything. Yeah. Honestly, if I had my choice of what I did with my stream right now, I would do, like, the game show stuff, but then I would probably hop on and do, like, a live podcast for two hours every day. Like, I would live in just chatting because this is where I'm best, Mm -hmm. is just the talking part. Yeah. If I'm trying to, like, make something out of a game, if I'm playing a game I really like, like, even South Park, as much as I was having fun with it, the game's good and I'll get distracted by the game and I'll forget that I'm supposed to be entertaining But if I'm just talking with people, I feel like that's my best ability, but I can't rely on having that as my content at this point because I never know that there are going to be those people to talk to.
0: Yeah, that's the hard thing. And it's like this, like I messaged you last night and was like, hey, want to record tomorrow? And you were like, okay. I was like, whew, thank goodness. (laughs) Because
2: it's
0: (laughs) it's hard to get people, you know, to take time out of their day to- Mm -hmm to do that stuff so I I usually try to be really open and if people are like hey are you okay to do this I'll like make changes because I know how difficult that can be um so I can't imagine I think that's a great idea for you to do that but I feel like it would be really tough to get people every single day yeah I have that because are you streaming five days a week now
1: I'm streaming when I can basically like I might not stream that much this week because it's just for one, we have the fourth this week. Oh, yeah. And I have to do stuff for that. And then it's just and I have a photo shoot on the weekend that I have to get ready for. So there's all sorts of stuff and then all the podcasting things on top of that. So it's 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 really week by week. I don't have like a schedule, but Mm -hmm. I am definitely streaming much more right now because it's the summer than I normally can.
0: Right. Well, it's really nice you have a safety net where, like, if you can't stream, you know, you'll, yeah. you can still buy your slow-roasted chicken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm always doing something.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really, really good. You're a workaholic. I am, yeah. which I don't
1: know if is the best thing, but it's it's a thing. <laughs> I know.
0: Sure. I, I know the feeling. My brother was in my chat today, and we were talking about how it's Canada Day when we're recording this, and... uh he was like oh you're working on on canada day and i was like yeah i don't normally take holidays off unless it's like christmas mm. and he was like we're just like our dad just never stop working and i was like no <laughs> it's the worst but do
1: you think that's based on your personality or based on kind of the demands of a content creator
0: it's a good question i think of it of both because growing up we saw my dad just working constantly mm. and so to me like that's what adults do they work a lot (laughs) because you know, you got to make your living. And I think that I give in to the demands of a content creator maybe more, whereas I feel bad if I'm not trying to make YouTube content and making podcasts and doing all that kind of stuff. So what about you? Do you think you're just giving into the demands?
1: I don't know if it's the demands of a content creator or just the fact that I have so many things I want to do because I have, I like to say I have career ADD. Like the thing is, I I did have a full time teaching job at one point and I was coaching track and stuff and I was making cool like twice as much as I make now. Mm -hmm. But I dialed that back like my teaching job is a part time teaching job. That's not even full time. Right. So I'm always like, I'll make it up on the back end. I'll do more photography. I'll make more podcasts. I'll find other ways to make the money. I'm over the whole safety through career thing because i don't think there is any safety in a career honestly i think a career can disappear at any point for anybody so yeah if you're not if you're not living the life that you want to or working to get to the life that you want to have then what's the point
0: yeah i totally get that do you feel happier now that you're busier and working all these things than you were when you were a full-time teacher
1: I am for sure. I'm more stressed, but yeah. that's just due to like monetary things. Yeah. But I I enjoy the things I'm doing way more good. than when I was teaching full time.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I feel like it's kind of the the starving artist thing. You know, you're like it is doing what you really like, but as it might not be the most wealth wealthy wealth inducing
1: <laughs> wealth inducing <laughs>
0: wealth inducing career it's a now. <laughs> You know, that word that everyone uses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that you've found something that you really enjoy. That's really awesome. And you bring, I think it's easy to kind of forget to say thank you to people as well. You bring so many people joy, like with Geek Gen and the podcast and all that you do for all the other podcasters and everything, because, um, like, we've gotten so much good, feedback for the podcast and you know i i would have no idea how to do this without you so (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that
1: oh that's nice thank you
0: yeah because i think a lot of what you do probably doesn't go unnoticed but goes unthanked so
1: i am uh it's funny you say that a while back on geek gen for our 300th episode pb interviewed me on the show because i i always interview people so i didn't i never had the opportunity to really be on the other side yeah and one of the questions she asked me was why I like Batman so much. I know that this seems unrelated, but I'll get there. <laughs> uh, and one of the reasons I said is because he does his thing without any recognition. Like Superman's always up there. Like I'm a symbol of hope. And Batman just is in the shadows getting his thing done.
0: Yeah. So and true. I've
1: always liked that. I'm the man behind the curtain type idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. If only you had the cool gadgets. <laughs> i
1: do have batarangs do you <laughs> I do
0: Do they actually work
1: oh yeah they're metal and sharp and
0: whoa
1: they're classified as throwing stars
0: whoa so are they like boomerangs like they come back
1: they don't come back no okay. no, no 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 and i okay. wouldn't be able to catch them because they would cut my hand
0: <laughs> yeah that's so cool do you just have them like up on a shelf
1: uh i have them stored away right now but oh okay yeah
0: that's cool <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have any other really exciting things to ask you. Do you have anything else you want to talk about?
1: Um, I feel like I had some questions. Oh, yeah. So you've been doing this and uh, reaching out to other people and having them on and doing being more collaborative where your stream is very much just you. And I mm-hmm. know a lot of streamers, when they start off especially they have a really hard time reaching out to other people. Yeah. So how has that been for you kind of taking that shift and being, okay, I'm not just going to be a content creator on my own. I'm, I want to reach out to others. And I know you, ha- you have an audience, so it maybe is a little easier yeah. to convince um, others, but.
0: I think it's been really good. Like I think most of the people I've interviewed are like my friends already. Mm-hmm. Like, the other day I interviewed Shaman Nam. Oh, my God. I'm so bad at saying his (laughs) name. (laughs) And he's probably the most, like, well-known person that I've interviewed. Okay. Um, Because he's, like, an ambassador for TwitchCon, and he's, like, been promoted on Twitch's Instagram and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always kind of, like, worried that people are going to be, like, I'm too good for this now sort of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, But he was very happy to be on it, and he was very, like... Thank you so much for having me. And I don't think he's at all the type of person that would be like, I'm too good for this now. But that's Mm -hmm. always kind of like, you know, in the back of your mind because you're like, oh, I don't know if they want to be on little old me is just chatting. Like, (laughs) you know, so um, I do have some goals like I would love for a couple streams to come on. But that's, again, kind of like because I love them. Um, Yeah kind of like a nerve wracking thing to reach out and be like, hey, wanna be on my podcast you've never <laughs> heard of. <laughs> so but you probably experienced that as well, right? Oh, With constantly, wanting- yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean Will Geek Gen, I was booking when I first started doing it, I was doing it every week and booking mm-hmm. three people every single week. That's lot. So a I was lot. reaching out yeah. I was reaching out to a ton of people, a lot of people I don't know and I mean, there's there's strategy behind that, but there's also like just authentically asking people. And people can't worry about like audience numbers or anything like that, mm-hmm. because you never know. Like, when I asked you to do Wheel, and you even told me this, you said you agreed to be on it because uh, it was Pyre's... Rec- he recommended you. Yeah. So it was one of your friends recommending you to do a thing that he did already.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: as long as you can start that off... Like, I started doing it with just my friends, just like you're doing with the podcast, having your friends on first. Yeah. And then... They might recommend other people and you can use that to reach out to others and that kind of goes. So even for someone that's like starting off, then that would be a way that they can kind of get into that. Like, just start with your friends, make the content prove that it's worth participating in. Mm -hmm. Like, I once I had wheel that I could show to people and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. If you think that looks fun, you're that more likely to say that looks fun (laughs) than I want to do that.
0: yeah. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. I remember you saying like some stat about the amount of replies you actually got, and it was horribly low.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> the amount of people that I reach out to, only a third actually responded that's to begin crazy. with, let alone those who said yes or no. But I will say, out of the people that did respond, it is a ridiculously high number of people that agreed to do the show. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like if somebody's willing to respond— Then you're you're likely going to be able to make that connection one way or the other. I maybe had a few people respond and say no. And that was a lot of the times for time zone reasons.
0: Right. That And then
1: if it wasn't that, it'd be like, well, that's just not something I have time for at the moment, but maybe in the future. So, like, Mm -hmm. I've never gotten like a bad experience from talking to anybody about anything. And if even if they say no, now my name is on their radar. Like if they ever hear it in the future. They can exactly. Be like, oh wait, what do I know that from? Like, there's always a reason to reach out to other people.
0: Yeah, and I feel like the like, Geek Generation is a pretty like. Once you hear that, you're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's the other reason to not have a brand that's just me. If yeah. I can make a brand that's bigger than any one person, yeah, it, it has more pull. Maybe.
0: Ooh, actually, that's kind of an interesting thing to mention because you wanted your own Twitch name for a while, and you did have your own Twitch name I for did, a while. Yeah. What was the reasoning that you started that and you stopped that?
1: Yeah, I got I got a little frustrated because I felt like I wasn't growing because people just looked at me as a company and said, well, I'm not interested in that. I just want to. And that and that put me on like competing. If I'm going out there saying, hey, I'm a company, then my production quality should be as good as other companies like Geek and Sundry or Nerdist or anything like that. And I don't have the manpower or the resources. Yeah, to pull that off. So I was like, maybe they would support Rob and not necessarily the company. So maybe if I have my own channel, then that's a way to do something that's more personal me and not as much this like umbrella thing. Right. Um, And. I kind of broke off and tried it for a little bit, but it was starting over really. Like I had, Mm -hmm. I had a bunch of people the first night that were like exciting new channel. And yeah, but that dies off real quick.
0: Yeah. And
1: then, and then you don't have that follower pool that you've spent years building that doesn't even know that you have another channel. And that's Mm -hmm. just, that's tough. So I had to, I had to stop and I went back and I've gone back and forth between the idea of like, this is my channel or this is a community channel. And it's, I think I'm settling that it's somewhere in between.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like we're starting a new thing. I always feel guilty, like asking people to do stuff. Like as much as I ask people to collab, I always feel like the little tinge of, Oh, they're going to think I'm taking advantage of their audience or whatever. And
0: I don't think so though. I mean, people are like that, but like, I think you do things in a way that it's not like, Hey, hang out with me only because you have viewers it's like hey i am interested in you and your content and i would like to share you with my viewers as well like you know you're not only taking their viewers you're giving your viewers as well true so yeah it's that's what collabing is it's it's a collaboration it's a symbiotic relationship it's not just one way so
1: yeah yeah like going back to that list of Uh, like I get all those emails offering me games all the time way more like probably 20 a week at least if not more so I do run like a review team Uh, it's like a private channel on my discord of people that review games for the site
2: Mm. and
1: the deal is like hey you want a free game all you have to do is write a review and you're done with it like that's the deal but we're gonna start doing that in a stream capacity now So like people will, uh, I'm starting to offer codes to some of my streamer friends. They'll come on the Geek Gen channel for like two hours and play the game and then they can keep it and do whatever they want with it after that.
0: Mm, It's a good idea.
1: Yeah. And that way they don't have to like sit down and write something because not everyone likes that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a really good idea. Cool. Well, I like what you've done with the channel. I know everyone's like their worst critic, but (laughs) no, I, I, I think it's good. I think you have a cool community and there's a lot of cool broadcasters that I think really like admire you and the work that you've done and all the effort you've put in. So like I said, even if they don't say it, so, (laughs) 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 you know, I think you can see it whenever you like come into my stream, everyone's like, Rob.
1: That's because you have such a cool community.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You're right. You're right. (laughs) 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 So one last question. Yeah. You know, I know you've interviewed some cool people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When can you hook me up with my babe, <laughs> Justin Roiland? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll email him right now.
0: <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, I've had like a crush on Justin for a while. And then I had a dream where we went, we went couch shopping together. And then we kissed at the end of couch shopping. And now it's become just this big meme where... I'm in love with Justin Roiland, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's the only interview I've had where he forgot to turn off his cell phone and it interrupted the interview.
0: Oh, no. That's so funny. (laughs) It was me calling.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Been working on it for a while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is many years in the works. (laughs) Anyway, Rob, where can we find you? and uh all that good stuff
1: yeah yeah uh the dot is the easiest place to go that has literally mm-hmm. like links to everything um the rob logan on twitter and instagram and then of course all the podcasts on the geek generation network is the biggest thing that i always want to promote everyone should be listening everybody should be listening to all the podcasts on the network do
2: it. <laughs> there's
1: only six shows guys yeah. it's not no there's that's that's a lot of content and i, I love <laughs> that we're pushing out that much content so
2: mm-hmm. uh awesome.
1: geekgeneration.com slash network is the page that has absolutely everything listed on it for the podcasts
0: amazing and uh your patreon as well is important
1: oh it is i didn't want to plug my patreon on do your it do show. it yeah It's uh, either TheGeekGeneration.com slash support or Patreon.com slash TheGeekGeneration.
0: Yeah, because that's, I mean, you support all of us. You put in the effort to upload the podcast and everything. So supporting you is supporting the network. So It is. It is. Yeah. But
1: also for the individual content creators on the network that have Patreons, like (laughs) Patreon.com slash MopGarden.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's true.
1: They need it too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well. Thank you so much, Rob. Is there anything else exciting coming up that you want to talk about or anything?
1: Uh, No, nothing in particular coming up. Just the constant production of everything.
0: Yes. The grind, as they yes. say. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you for coming on on such short notice as <laughs> well.
1: Thank you. This was fun.
0: Um, Yeah. It's been a blast. Have a good night. Oh, also, you're recording more stuff tonight. Yeah. For your podcast. Yeah. I'm
1: recording Adapt This later.
0: Okay, so he's working hard, so go listen to that too. All right, bye, Rob. And just one more big, big, big thank you to Rob for coming on the podcast and for all the hard work that he does for us. Absolutely so, so appreciated. And like I mentioned, I think he has kind of a thankless job. So huge thanks to him. Thank you for spending your hour with us. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you as well for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you are enjoying and you want to support the podcast, you can check us out at twitch.tv mopgarden. That is my personal Twitch page. My Twitter and Instagram is also at mopgarden. If you want to check out the podcasts of Instagram and Twitter, those are mopjustchatting. If you have any questions or suggestions, please email justchattingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support my Patreon, that is just patreon.com slash MopGarden. Huge thank you to about you, and Inza for your immense support on there. I really appreciate it. If you would like to rate us on iTunes, that is also a very large help. Thank you for the ratings that are on there already. Thank you again so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day or evening or whatever time it is. Take care. Just Chatting is a part of the Geek Generation Network. Check out all of our amazing podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com.